Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever it is that you're listening to us. We want to thank you in advance. We as fans have always appreciated your input as fellow fans. When you're happy, we're happy. When you're upset, we are too. But sometimes we're just a little bit more honest. We are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. You can find us on Twitter at Bastards underscore Boston. I am your host, Charlie Smith, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. You can find me on Twitter at Smith underscore MLB. Our other hosts for this episode are Terry Cushman coming to us from Myrtle Beach in South Carolina by way of Wyndham, Maine, and Cody Paulson back with us coming to us from Houston, Texas by way of Ponte Vedra, Florida. Cody, how are you and where can the fans find you on Twitter? Gentlemen, it is good to be back. I've missed you all. Hello, everybody. Uh, it was nice to be able to bring my broom with me. So, you know, things are obviously going very well, fresh off a, a sweep of the Oakland Athletics this weekend. Uh, the fans can find me at the Cody Paulson on Twitter. Charlie and Terry, how are you guys doing tonight? No complaints. Terry, as our other member this evening, how are you doing and where can the fans find you on Twitter? I am excellent as always, and they can find me at Cushman MLB. Red Sox is kind of back in it. I guess into the wild card uh, race, still in last place, just barely, um, but only two games back of that third wild card, five games above 500. Tampa has had a bit of a tumble. They've only won three out of their last 10. They did get a win today on Sunday. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're close again and a, a week and a half ago, we're thinking, oh, we're definitely sellers. You know, you're 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 having two bullpen games a week after the Whitlock uh, injury, and but man, they've just kind of kept rolling, and uh, maybe we'll be buyers. I don't know. Absolutely, it's definitely been interesting. This is going to make for a fun series and fun episode for studs and duds. And naturally, as the broom came out, we will lead off with our studs, in which there were plenty. Uh, Terry, who was your stud? You got the fat guy in the leadoff spot, Charlie. I don't know. That's an Alex core move, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So I'll lead it off. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez will be my stud. It's more of a kind of a unsung hero type thing, but came into the game. Uh, Josh Winkowski just didn't have it. And there were two runners on and uh, no outs and uh, Rodriguez basically got out of the inning clean prevented uh, everyone from scoring and got two strikeouts so very impressive performance and this is a bullpen that we've had a lot of trust issues with you know as I just said Josh Winkowski didn't really have it you know, you got your eighth and ninth inning guys and no complaints there with Martin and Jansen. But who do you trust after that? It's I, the I've been talking about it the last several shows. It's Brennan Bernardino. He's the only one I remotely trust. So if Jolie Rodriguez can give you more of what he gave you today, suddenly your bullpen gets, you know, a little bit more reliable and we are I think on the verge of getting John Schreiber back he's had at least one or two rehab starts uh, well rehab appearances I should say with the Worcester Woo Sox so um yeah so good performance uh today by Jolie Rodriguez Cody 
tremendous, right? You know, every time a new bullpen arm kind of comes into the mix, especially when it's not Winkowski of the beginning of the season or Martin or Jansen, you inherently just kind of hold your breath, right? The bullpen had been kind of the strength of the team to kind of start the year really bolster us when, you know, Cora was only letting the starters go five or so innings and he kind of burned through a lot of those, a lot of those innings early in the season. And so games kind of, you know, could get a little bit dicey. It's a little bit close. Like, you know, Terry mentioned two on and to be able to shut the door to have that confidence to be able to build on that is something that's going to be insurmountable uh, for, I guess, other teams in the future, right? If we're able to shorten the game to, you know, the seventh inning, maybe even the sixth with Schreiber, with Winkowski finding form again, hopefully. Um, it doesn't put this, you know, immense pressure on Bayo, on Paxton to go those seven innings anymore, right? You know, Bayo has been obviously incredible, and we've talked long about that. You know, what does that extension look like? You know, all the great things that we can kind of dump on him. But if Jolie Rodriguez can be the guy that we kind of hope them to be, I know he was coming off of injury. We didn't get him from the beginning of the season. So just to see, you know, to be able to plug and play is is just a sight for sore eyes. So I am hoping he can use this as a performance to build on. Two of his last three have been good, but he is the Josh Beckett effect of relief appearances. One good, one bad, one good, one bad. The last time he came out, it was absolutely brutal. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he got shelled for five runs against Cincinnati, um, walked three, couldn't even pitch the inning. Um, it, it was just a hot mess. And, I mean, credit to him. I mean, you were able to get out of the jam, but facts are facts. And you did a great job against the Oakland Athletics, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. So I'm not going to say anything bad about his appearance in this series because struck out a pair clean inning, great work, no complaints, did his job, but I want to see him build on this. I I can't say that he's, you know, headed in the right direction just yet. Like, I see a couple of quality appearances in a row because it's been one bad, good one, bad one, good one, bad. So hopefully something to build on. Terry, anything else you want to add? I, the other key thing was uh, I'm pretty sure the game was tied at the time, so um Oakland blew so many chances. They kept getting the lead runner on in those later innings and um, including into scoring position as well several times, but they just couldn't, couldn't get the runners across the plate. So it was a, uh, yeah, it was a big uh, appearance uh, for him uh, in a, what was a tie game. Uh, Yoshida didn't hit the go ahead until the eighth inning and uh, it was the seventh that Jolie pitched. So, again, just kind of a clutch performance when you needed it uh, on a day where things weren't really going too well uh, early on. And J.P. Sears pitched a, a heck of a game. Alex Cora did him a solid. I'll, we'll get to that later. But um, had a no-hitter through, uh, I think, five innings. So, yeah, so it was a, it was a tough day. Absolutely. Uh, Cody, do you want to add one more thing? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, as, as Terry kind of mentioned, Oakland had a bunch of opportunities to kind of break that game open, right? I think they had, what, 11 hits, and it seemed like seven of them were between innings, six, seven, and eight. You know, there was traffic on the bases all afternoon, and they really could have put the game away at, at any moment. And, you know, to be able to come in and, you know, prevent those runs from coming across, I think was um, a pretty massive uh, appearance. Right on. Uh, why don't you lead us with your stud for the series? So my stud for this series, thank you, Charlie, uh, was Nick Pavetta. 
you know, and, and this is a, a much a maligned guy that we have, you know, definitely uh, kind of hammered on in the past. You know, he definitely didn't handle the move to the bullpen well, but since he's been in the bullpen, he has thrived. And, you know, as Terry kind of mentioned, we're, we're two bullpen days out of five as we go through the rotation now. And what he did um, in game one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, was huge, right? You know, we have the opener of Bernardino, um, which, you know, he's he's high on the trust meter right now, but um, he comes in, gives you five innings, you know, four hits, three runs, eight Ks, and only one walk, right? And to have a guy like that be able to give you just an innings eater out of the bullpen um, when you're having two bullpen days is – I don't even know like how to talk about that kind of value, right? The arms can only go for so long and to have a starter uh, type guy in your bullpen to be able to eat up some of those innings and, and kind of take some of the pressure off the remaining members is, is wonderful. And, you know, to be able to see him get his confidence back and, you know, be the competitor that he was um, he's never going to be a low ERA guy, you know, he'll have his hot stretches. Sure. But for the most part, he's still going to give up a few runs and, and that's fine. You know, you're going to be able to, uh, kind of live with that if he's going to be able to eat up the innings and keep you in the game. And then I say exactly what he did. He allowed the offense to to pick him up and put the game away. And it was a comfortable victory for game one. Terry. For me, Pavetta is who he is. And you'll see people on Twitter, including some of the beat writers, just raving. And it's like he's become a revelation all of a sudden, you know, in this role. But he has his highs and lows and right now he's riding a, you know, a, a really big high and you're in a situation now where you kind of, you know, with these bullpen games, you, you need to steal those games. You know, you got a bullpen, as I've said, you don't really trust until you get to the eighth inning and, Pavetta comes in and he he helped you steal one and he's been pretty solid uh, his last several times out. I mean, gave up two earned runs over five innings. You're going to take that Uh, one earned run in his previous appearance. um, That was against Toronto. That was four innings. You'll take that. He's he's been extremely solid. In fact, he hasn't given up more than two runs since May 16th. And that was probably one of his last starts. In fact, I think it was. Uh, he went five and a third, gave up four runs against the Seattle Mariners. So, you know, good job by him. I But eventually the lows are going to come. And at that point, you just kind of have to hide him for a little while, uh, you know, until he figures it out. And we'll see. But uh, he's been a big part of this run in the last, uh, you know, week and a half. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If if we talk about the numbers, Pavetta in his last, uh, was it 12 and a third innings, has given up five runs. He's given up a couple of home runs, five walks, 21 strikeouts. I mean, the guy is really, really jonesing to get back into the starting rotation. He's doing everything he possibly can to try to, to get back into that spot. Um, you know... You mentioned something, Terry. Nick Pavetta is who he is. There's going to be streaks where things are going great, and there's going to be streaks where things are not going so great. And right now, things are going great. And things are going great when he's coming out of the bullpen, and we're we're really reaping the benefits of it. I'm curious to see if the Red Sox do something where every fifth game, 
it's a bullpen game where you have an opener and then you have Pavetta come in for five, six innings. I'm curious if they're going to do something like that. I really, I really am curious. Uh, but, you know, he's been able to lower the ERA a little bit. Strikeout numbers are going to continue. Um, um, really, it's, it's sad. You want Nick Pavetta to work out so well as a starter. And unfortunately, it's just been too much bad luck in a row. And that's why he lost the spot. And I, I don't think that little incident with the media really helped his case. Um, my hope is that another opportunity will come his way in the near future. Who knows? The, you know, um, but right now, Nick Pavetta is, is going to be continuing to come out of the bullpen and will continue to show you flashes of brilliance. Like he has done in his last three major appearances and four of the last five, Terry, go ahead. So in his last 15 games, 3.41 ERA. In his last seven, he's been even sharper, a, a 2.60 ERA uh, with a whip uh, under one. So that's that's huge. And in 17.1 innings, this is over his last seven games, um, he's got 25 strikeouts. So his strikeout th- through nine is through the roof, um, you know, in that time frame. And Pavetta has been a head case his whole career. Uh, That's just how he's been. And I think the reason he thrives in this new role is because Alex Cora can pull him at any point. If he's a starter, he has to go five to give the bullpen a chance. If he's in the bullpen and he's coming in in the third or fourth inning you only really need three or four out of him. And I I think that in a way that might give him peace of mind. I can only speculate. Obviously I can't read his mind, but, um, but I think there's, there's a peace of mind knowing that Cora is just going to leave him out there until, you know, things get a little sideways and then he's going to come to the rescue and pull him out of the game. So that, that could be part of it, but, but the the pessimist in me is just waiting for that, you know, that four run inning followed by the next three or four appearances of, you know, inconsistency and bad command. It's fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, we, you know, we will see what will end up happening with him uh, moving forward, because I, I think he's going to continue being a bullpen guy as far as you, you already threw the numbers out. He'll be a bullpen guy until we absolutely have to resort to him going back to the rotation, which who knows what will happen. So far, we're, we're doing okay. But again, we just face the Oakland A's. Who knows what will happen in two, three weeks. Uh, for my stud, I had Justin Turner. Justin Turner uh, had another good series, uh, four for ten, a couple of singles there, a couple of runs knocked in, only one walk, a run scored. Uh, so far this month, the guy is hitting four fifty two. His 14 hits and 31 at-bats another home run and nine RBIs. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Justin Turner? I mean, 38 years old. I think some people thought he looked old. He looked done and he's still doing it. He's still just getting it done. He can play first. He can play third and people can say whatever they want about JD Martinez. Like, Oh, now he's hitting home runs. I still would take Justin Turner over JD Martinez seven times out of seven, as far as days of the week. 10 times out of 10, however you want to look at it. I just really like what Justin Turner brings. I, I absolutely love it. And if he has a one for three, one for four day every game, 
I'm not going to complain. He's getting on base. He's doing his job. What more could you ask for? That's my two cents. I will leave it on Turner. Um, Cody, if you'd like to go first, go for it. I mean, Turner's been on an unreal hot streak. He's been damn near unconscious, right? seems like at the beginning of the game, somebody's always on in front of him, usually Duran. But uh, And he's either moving him over or knocking him in. He's been just like set it and forget it. Don't fix something that's not broken. I don't really know what to say. He, like you said, Charlie, you look up, he's, you know, one for three, two for four, whatever it is with an RBI. He's not doing it a lot with power, but that's not what this team is built for. You know, watching the series, watching – or, sorry, listening to the Rangers series. Couldn't get that one on TV down here. We had a little blackout. Uh, what up, Manfred? Um, but they just kept mentioning how, like, this team has been going on home run droughts but are still putting up 10 spots, right? You know, they had a whole homestand and didn't hit a home run, I think, until the second game of the Athletic Series, right? So you had the three games against Texas – hit, I think, six runs in one game, 10 runs in the other, zero home runs. And that's exactly what Turner's been doing. We don't need him to hit the long ball. We just need him to, you know, hit the gaps, hit the doubles, hit the singles, move the players over, and and put pressure on the defense, right? We saw that, you know, executed perfectly in, in the Rangers series. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but um, even Duran today had a similar, you know, a uh, line drive, a ball to short, and he ends up on second and, and they bobbled it, right? And that's the type of stuff that Turner's doing as well. He's putting the ball in play. He's making the defense throw the ball into the right guy. And, you know, we're being alert. We're being aggressive on the base pass. And I think he fits in perfectly with what this team is trying to do. Terry. The redheaded stepfather. Um, it's gotten to the point where... He is probably the toughest out on the team. I mean, Devers is back to his streaky self. Devers was one for 10, uh, did drive in a couple of runs. I think one of them was a sack fly. But um, but with Turner, he's just so hard to get him out. And if it's a, a late inning with runners in scoring position, it's getting to the point where it's just mind-boggling to me. If first base is open, they just don't put him on. <laughs> Why let him automatically drive that runner in? Because that's what happens. And he's not even trying to crush the ball. He's just he's just shooting it softly through the gaps, just just enough to get the the runner home from second. And he he has gone deep a, a couple of times, but it's just I don't. I don't know why they they don't show him more respect. <laughs> Just put him on, and that and only to have Devers come up behind him, and and not really do anything productive. So, you know, another tough out. Obviously, Duran, another one, Yoshida. But to me, the most consistent of anyone uh, is Turner, and especially with runners in scoring position. You know, I can't say anything to, to counter that. I think that's absolutely accurate and valid. Um, there is one player that really helped recruit Justin Turner to this team, helped recruit, you know, getting Chris Martin over here, getting Kenley Jensen. That's Keith Hernandez. And it's without him, we don't have some of the pieces we have. Without Kike, we're we're not doing so hot in a closer department, an elite reliever department, a Justin Turner department. So I mean, say say what you want, and and the negatives have been there. <clears throat> Excuse me, the negatives have definitely been there. Um, defensively, as we witnessed again, 
Um, offensively, they haven't been that pretty. But man, oh man, the pros have far outweighed the cons as far as the talent that he's been able to recruit and bring here and say, yes, this is a place that you'll want to come play, you'll enjoy. So, I mean, again, you know, the, people would joke, oh, this is Dodgers East. If this is Dodgers East and they play this well at 38, oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, come on, let's be real here. The Dodgers have been able to really turn some players' careers around. Not to say that Turner was one of those guys that sucked. He definitely did not. But we're really, really lucky to have someone with his level and his talent play for us in Boston. So, you know, keep it up, Justin. We 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 really appreciate it. I I uh, think the sure. I think the Red Sox right now are more like Anaheim Angels East. <laughs> you know, broken again, pitchers. Uh, uh, them too. Uh, you know, whatever whatever wins ball games, and you know, three against Oakland. You still have to to put guys out there. Have to you know, people throw great pitches and and things are going great. Uh, we have a boatload of honorable mentions, and we would be uh, just damned if we didn't mention uh, Jaron Duran again. Jaron Duran, five for nine, two singles, another double, 27 on the year. He's one behind, I believe, is it Matt Chapman in the AL East for the lead? And he's had probably like 100 less at-bats, which is stupid. Uh, really got helped out with that four doubles game. Uh, now leads the team, had another triple, a home run, four RBIs, five runs scored, and a stolen base. Jared Duran is just, I mean, can we link the Red Sox streak of wins and I think just ability to get other teams disheveled as as much as, as we can thank J- Jared Duran? Because, I mean, he's been, for, forget sight for sore eyes, he's been so elite, it's not even funny. Y- you, you can... You might as well let him take second base. Let him have the double because if he does, if he gets a single, he's going to be at second, like you mentioned, Terry, on the last uh, you know last week's show. He'll steal second base. It doesn't matter. He's just so incredible. I do want to talk about him for a couple seconds before we talk about some other honorable mentions. How do we thank a guy like Jaron Duran? And it's not trade him for something. How do you appreciate a guy like Jaron Duran's talent, uh, Terry? Why don't you go first and then Cody follow up? Well, you could start by. You know, DFAing the other center fielder that Alex Cora seems to favor. But um, what's the ceiling for this guy? I I was going to give this take in a little while, but he is leading the Boston Red Sox right now in doubles. He's leading the Red Sox in doubles. And it's mind-boggling to me that Alex Verdugo, who's an average runner at best when it comes to sprint speed uh, has four triples, but I suspect Duran will, um, will catch him there. Duran has two Verdugo four, but if you would have told me that going into the all-star break, the team leader in doubles would have 27. He would have a batting average of 320 with you know 367 on base and you made me guess who that player would be (laughs) i jaron duran would be like one of the last three i would mention you know if this question was asked let's say in spring training i wouldn't Uh, i wouldn't have guessed duran can i be honest i don't even think i would have mentioned jaron duran i don't think anybody would have especially after you know the, the the things with last year but I'm not going to lie, and I think Jason would agree if he was with me right now. I think all's forgiven from last year. At this point, I think you got to move on, turn the page, and just say 
it was a moment of just brilliant stupidity, but he has more than made up for it. He's got two triples, like you mentioned, in 100 less at-bats. I guarantee you he's going to lead the team in triples. He's definitely going to lead the team in stolen bases. There's no question there. I don't think anyone has double digits outside of him on the team. I don't think anyone's even sniffing 10 outside of Jaron Duran. The guy's also second on the team with war. Like he has a 1.9 war behind only Alex Verdugo. So literally in 100 less at-bats, he's got two home runs and five less RBIs than Alex Verdugo. Is it safe to say that Verdugo and Duran could be two of the three pieces in your outfield, you know, not counting Yoshida, maybe your outfield is already set. Maybe you already have your outfield of the future. It's, I mean, it's not a bad look, to be completely honest. I don't hate it. I absolutely love it. It's crazy that, you know, we have three lefties out there, you know, but but he's, you just, I mean, the last seven games, he's hitting 609 <laughs> in the last seven games. In the last 30 games, he's hitting 371 with a 404 on base. The dude is just off the charts. Like, it, it can't be a fluke at, at this point. I mean, he's had 231 at-bats, and he'd probably be closer to 300 if Alex Gore would just play him every day like a normal manager. But, you know, so I just can't believe he's the guy that, ended up putting up those numbers. Incredible. Uh, Cody, why don't you weigh in? Uh, the first thing we can do is eat a bunch of crow, right? Because we had uh, spent all, all of last year being like, this guy's overmatched. You know, he's a 4A player at best. His speed's great, sure, but he's never on base, blah, 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 blah. All the bad takes that we were emboldened and brazen to take last year. We, we can pack those away. We can mail them off into the abyss. We were wrong. Um, you know, he came up and kind of spot duty and he, you know, kind of hit the ground running. And we're like, wow, this is great. You know, just, just imagine if he could do this across a whole season and here we are at the all-star break, right. You know, as, as Terry mentioned, 231 at bats, he's still batting 320, right. Um, you read off any one of his statistics. And if you had told us, Hey, at the all-star break, Duran's going to be doing this over a sizable sample size. We'd be like, yes, in droves, we'll take that. Um, I don't know, you know, if this is, contract extension situation i don't know if you're trying to to lock it up what the core of the the team in the future is going to look like because you know everything has been pointing towards hey you know rebuild while still contending and and you know a foot in both camps or, or whatever that's you know above our pay grade to to say the least but this guy is basically kind of peak ellsbury minus the one year of home runs um and i gotta say it's it's been a revelation we haven't had that kind of uh, dynamic aspect to this team in seemingly forever. And we very rarely get these kind of athletic guys on, on the Red Sox either. So, you know, the more of these types that we can stack on the team is just going to make us better. You know, if, if the long ball isn't going, we can attack a different way. And, you know, that's exactly what Duran does, right? He's not necessarily going to hit a home run um, very often, though he hit a big one, um, you know, opposite field. That's great to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we just got to, cheer him on, keep his confidence high. Cause it seems like he's very much uh, a momentum type player. And if, if we can keep this rolling, man, he could put something special together. Absolutely. I, um, oh, Terry, why don't you go first and then I'll, I, yeah. Um, sorry. I, I just wanted to point out real quick that Duran will be 27, uh, in September and he's not a free agent until 2029. So that will be his age 32 season. So he's going to be an older, free agent you know hitting it for the first time i mean 
So you don't really have to get too crazy. Like there, we did a lot of Bayo extension talk um, on the last episode, and he's what twenty four, and you really right. want to by the end of this winter try to have something in place for him. But with right. Duran little bit older you don't really have to worry about it as much he's not going to command uh you know a massive deal at age 32 well i mean it's an opportunity for you to if you do want to say hey we're going to put our money where our mouth is we want people to come we want people to play and love boston again because you can see what happens when players just stop loving it and just quit on us you know you're a la Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, who kind of looked like they quit. And now they're refining themselves. Mookie Betts just set a record with his 10th leadoff home run before the All-Star break. The guy's absolutely on fire. J.D. Martinez also doing big work out in L.A. But wouldn't it be nice to say, you know what? Yeah, Jaron, we totally know that we, you know, you're not going to be a free agent for several years. You're getting, you know, rookie minimum. We'd like to sign you to, you know, we're going to eat up your arbitration and we're going to sign you until you're 33, 34 and we'll give you a long-term deal, get Verdugo a deal, and then you have your outfield through 2027. You got Yoshida already through 2027. You can get Verdugo a couple of years right now. Alex Verdugo is what, 27 as well, 28 as well, right? Aren't they the same age? Uh, let's see. Verdugo's They're close. about They're close. to be a free agent uh, after next season. Verdugo uh, turned 27 in May, so yeah, they're about five months apart. And Yoshida's the oldest one. He's like close. He's close to thirty. If yeah. he's not already, 30. he's got right. the same birthday as I do, which is this coming week, I think. <laughs> yeah, happy, so. happy student birthday! But yeah. it's an opportunity for us to say, yeah, we want to lock up the outfield. I think something that we can talk about in the future. We did have a lot of honorable mentions in addition to uh, Jaron Duran, uh, Masataki Yoshida, who we talked about, went four for nine, couple singles, another double home run, two stolen bases, which was really nice. You know, Jaron also stole one as well. Masa isn't someone who's going to be known for stealing a boatload of bases, but if the opportunity presents itself, let's go. Uh, Brandon Bernardino, two innings, three strikeouts. Verdugo as well, another home run, three singles, four for eight in that series. Paxson continues to do what is expected of a starting pitcher. Six innings, three strikeouts, uh, a couple of home runs allowed, but that's okay. They were minimum damage. 71% of his pitches went for strikes. Brandon Walter wrapped it up for him after that. Three innings, three strikeouts. Canley had another inning, shut the door today. Chris Martin, another good inning. You know, not great, but good. And then Tristan Cassis, got to mention him, three for eight, a pair of doubles, only one strikeout, which is, you know, nice to see. Uh, but, I mean, there were no misses. I mean, very, very few misses for this team. It was really, really hard to find duds. Any other studs that you want to talk about before we flip the page and go to our dud section? I just want to say that Yoshida home run was like three or four inches above the strike zone. It was basically chin height for him, and he crushed it. Nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, Cody, anything you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, we had talked about him not being able to catch up to the high heat, a pitch that wasn't really seen in the Japan League very often. Is he going to be able to make that adjustment and to even get a barrel on that ball, let alone flip it over the stands for what was the go-ahead run at that point. I mean, that's just incredible. Absolutely. So with that, we're going to flip it over to our dud section. Uh, Terry, why don't you hit us off with your dud? My dud 
is uh, the manager, Alex Cora. Today's game should have been an automatic win, but it wasn't trending that way until late in the game. Like I said, J.P. Sears uh, had terrible numbers against lefties. So what does he do? He sits Jaron Duran, the hottest player on the planet. Um, it sits Alex Verdugo, who was four for eight in the two games, uh, you know, coming into the finale today. Uh, and then Tristan Casas, who is, who is three for eight. So he sits all three guys, uh, could have, this could have ended up being a loss and you got four days off. Everybody's going to get a nice rest and, just look at where we are right now. We were four games up coming into today. You lose that game. Now you're only three games above 500. You're an extra game back from the wild card. We did end up winning it due to some heroics uh, by, you know, in part, um, Masataki Yoshida. So now you're, you are five games above, but that's a huge swing. You know, five games above or three games above. And Alex Cora just comes up with these creative ways to put us in, in precarious situations. And you guys have seen me go to war with people on social media. I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to, I don't want to give them any clout, but there's some accounts that I don't get along with on Twitter. And even they are starting to turn on Alex Cora. They're getting sick of the, the weird management decisions. And I just can't wait until Alex Cora is no longer the manager of the Boston Red Sox. I think he is under contract through next season. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm just so tired of it. You know, the, the no rhyme or reason for, for certain moves, 29 other managers, in Major League Baseball, would have had Jaron Duran in the lineup today if he was on their squad. That's how much of a no-brainer it is. But, you know, Cora put us in a bad spot, but luckily it was Oakland, and, um, you know, the offense came through. Cody? Baseball is an interesting sport, right? Even on days when you're not playing, you're still expected to be at the ballpark, be around, be in the mix. You know, it'd be one thing if it's like, hey, look, we're going to bench these guys. We're going to give them an extra long break. Get out of here. Go spend time with your family. But it's one day and and they were all still at the ballpark, right? Like Duran ended up getting in the game and it's it. He got bailed out, in my opinion. I've long kind of. Uh, been over Alex Cora's stick. Uh, I've never really gotten it. I think he lucked into that 2018 squad, um, you know, which you know, a bucket and a mop could have navigated that. But, um, yeah, I mean, when that lineup card went out this morning, Twitter was ablaze. Everybody, I mean, I mean everybody, at least, you know, that's kind of that I'm involved with on Twitter, um, was confused, if not, you know, angered. And, Rightfully so, right? Terry, you had mentioned it. Um, there's a huge difference between being three games up from 500 and five games up from 500. If you just take a, a short walk over to the New York Yankees, who are, you know, sliding their way down the ALE standings into the All-Star break, they're up in arms about the fact that everybody else in the division won today. 
we were thankfully a part of that division that won. And how different would the things looked had we lost, right? This lineup that was put out there, I don't think gave us the best opportunity to win. It didn't provide any inherent benefit to any of the players. As Terry mentioned, you know, we're getting four days off after this. Uh, it's perplexing at the worst and non-competitive at the best or inverse those. I'm not really sure how that saying goes, but it's, it's becoming indefensible. And, you know, he's kind of a black box. He's a player's manager. He'll defend the guys or, you know, not talk to the media. And so it's really hard to kind of get into the, the mindset or into the, into the thinking of Alex Cora. And I think it makes it all the more frustrating for us as fans. I, um, you know, Tara, I, I was driving back, um, from Joshua Tree, when I saw when I saw that that post that you had, um, you know, said twenty nine other managers would have started, and I had no service. So when I looked at it, I, I kind of caught game three, just the highlights. So admittedly, so I did not have the same opportunity to watch that game. I don't understand why Durant didn't play, unless there was a oh, was it feeling well, something not right. But none of that ever came out. There was no. I'm not feeling good, you know, just giving a normal day rest because it's not one day. It's not two days. You're going to have three plus days of recovery. I, I would love to see somebody like that in the all-star game. Cause he's been incredible, but you know, we have other guys that have done less than Duran who are going, which is just ridiculous. But I mean, if the team doesn't do well, there's less interest to want to see their stars. So yeah, I, I'm actually with you, and Alex Cora has a club option for 23 and 24. I I don't know if Alex Cora will be the manager for the Boston Red Sox next year. I think there is a very good case to be made because of these little ha-ha moments because Jaron Duran in your lineup exponentially makes your team a better team offensively. No question. The guy's good for almost a double a game. He's going to be on base once or twice a game, it feels like, every game. Why he's not in? I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't have, I, I don't have an excuse, and I don't think anyone's going to be able to make an excuse for Alex Cora anymore. These little mistakes, if this game isn't a win – everybody's pointing their fingers and Red Sox Twitter, I, Cody, I think you mentioned the words ablaze. There were a lot of people that were saying, you know, after just defending you or speaking highly of you, that's the team that you put out. That's what you want on your lineup card. No disrespect, but that's not the highest probability of winning right there. It, it, it's just not. So, I mean, anything else you want to add to that, Terry, since that was your take? I mean, you kind of touched on it, but, you know, Duran is leading the team in doubles, like I said, and he's got 100 less at-bats than Alex Verdugo. Now, just imagine if he was an everyday player. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to be probably top 10 in the MVP race with all the extra base hits, Probably going to be one of the league leaders in triples by the end of the year. Um, probably going to be top six or seven in stolen bases. I just, why you would limit that guy is just unbelievable. I just, I can't, I'll never make sense of it. 
Cody, anything else you want to add? No. All right. Um, so we're all aligned there. Um, why don't you lead us off with your, uh, or hit second rather. Why don't you tell us who you've done this? Yeah, man, these, uh, I don't know if I've just been fortunate enough to have, for the most part, great series to do studs and duds for, but this one I felt was particularly hard. I, I feel like we say that every week, but I mean, you know, it's, you play the team that's across the diamond from you and that was the athletics and, you know, you do what you have to do and you get that sweep. Um, Brings me no joy to say the dud for, for this week for me was Adam Duvall. And I don't even, you know, feel good about saying about it, but I had to pick somebody, right? Um, you know, he had the the huge home run to tie the game. He had another, you know, sacrifice fly to get us on the board to begin with. You know, I, I think he was, what, um, two for six with uh, two RBIs and, uh, and a home run. But pretty much it was a, a home run, an RBI, or a strikeout for him. Um, since coming back from the IL in 23 games, he's batting 167, uh, one home run, seven RBIs, six walks, and 34 strikeouts. You know, uh, the expectation obviously isn't <laughs> for him to perform the way that he did at the beginning of the season because that was otherworldly. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can regress back to the mean for the guy. Um, I take no pleasure in making him my dud for the week. I, you know, I think he's a tremendous player. He's given us great at-bats and – you know, better defense than I think we could have we could have hoped for um, in center to, to spell Kike and to spell Duran on days, you know, that they need a little bit of a break. But um, had to pick a dud, had to go with him for for this series. We'll keep it short. We'll keep it brief. We got the, we got the three wins. He was a huge part of it. So um, next, I guess. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Terry, anything you want to add? I don't like the strikeouts with Duvall. Um, he was two for six in, in the four at-bats that didn't result in a hit. All four of them were strikeouts. Two for nine uh, in the last series against the Rangers. Uh, the seven at-bats that – five out of the seven at-bats that weren't hits did result in a strikeout. And then he only played one game in the Blue Jays series, uh, was 0 for five that game with four strikeouts. So a golden sombrero, in, in other words. Yeah, I mean, the, there's not much more to add. I mean, since he's come back from injury, uh, it's it's been a little bit rough. But um, four strikeouts, not pretty. Home run was a saving grace. Uh, you know, it made the game closer. Uh, and eventually, you know, we ended up winning it. So we're not really focusing on the fact that he went two for six with four strikeouts. Um but yeah, there's not much more to add uh, in addition to what you folks said. So uh, for that, I had Chris Murphy for my dud who pitched in game two. Uh, and again, this is a very difficult series to uh, come up with duds. I had Murphy out there, three innings, two hits, walked four, struck out four, only allowed the one earned run. Um, but, you know, in a series where duds are difficult to find, Chris Murphy, yeah, the walks are a little bit scary, and th that line doesn't look as ugly as it, it probably could have been. So Murphy was the dud for me. Uh, Terry, why don't you go second, and then uh, Cody third. I still don't know what to make of Chris Murphy. I mean, his his AAA numbers before his call-up were terrible, and um, I, I'm just kind of waiting for him to give up that four or five spot like I was saying, I was kind of waiting for Pavetta to do. So we'll see. I mean, he got away with it today because it was Oakland and they weren't going to, you know, string a, a bunch of hits together to have that big inning. But um, 
But for now, especially having two bullpen games out of five, you you have to figure he's going to be a big part of uh, those games. So, fair enough, uh, Cody. Yeah, not a lot to to pile on here. I mean, this is to loop back to what we're talking about with Jolie Rodriguez, right? Why why outings like that are so huge? You know, guys that you can pull out of thin air in the bullpen to, to get big outs. Um, you know, he was unable to kind of locate. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can he can find it over the all-star break and, you know, he can be a viable option out of the pen in, in the second half. Absolutely. Um, we'll see what happens with Murphy. Again, you know, when you're not facing a crazy, crazy good team, if you don't do great, usually the rest of the team can pick you up. A couple of honorable mentions in this one. Uh, Connor Wong, one for seven. The strikeout number is still a little bit of a disaster. Four, seven at-bats, strikeouts. Uh, Jorge Alfaro, back after being released uh, by the Red Sox. 0 for three, a pair of walks. An error, so not great, but we'll remain calm that you know he can right the ship there. Uh, Yu Chang, one for seven, three strikeouts. Did have a couple of RBIs in one of the games as well, which is good. And last but not least, unfortunately, Kike Hernandez, one for 10 with a single strikeout. Only the one that I remember, um, but, you know, tough. Any Anything else that you guys want to add for duds? Right on. Well, if I am not mistaken, that is going to wrap it for all of us here tonight. We want to thank all our loyal listeners, and to our first-time listeners as well. We appreciate all of you. Everyone have a great night. Take care.